0: Good evening and happy Tuesday, KBLA delegation. How y'all feeling? I hope you've had a beautiful day so far. I hope you've had an opportunity to dance with joy. I hope you smiled at someone. I hope you were encouraged by someone. I hope someone told you that they love you. And just in case they did not, allow me to send you all the love your heart can hold. Why? Because that's what we do right here on the Rob Report. We love on folk, and again, I thank you for being here, being here with us. Hello to my friends in the thick of your drive home. You got this. Don't let the crazy drivers frustrate you. Remember, we are here to keep you company and to help you power through, what do I say, the honking horns, abrupt stops, inconvenient accidents, and unexpected detours. Hello also to those of you who are still at work, those who are already made it home safely. Welcome to the Rye Report. As I've done all week, I invite you to go for the ride with us as well. Indeed, we have a lot to talk about. We have a great conversation in store for you tonight. I am Michelle Duffy. I host an amazing show called The Backstory with Mache Duffy every Saturday from 1 to 2 right here on KBLA Talk 1580. However, this week, in addition to hosting my show, I have the distinct honor of guest hosting The Raw Report for my colleague and my friend Robin Ayers. So, I know, before I get into the show and into the topic, I my heart is heavy with this, so I'm going to release it. This is an entertainment show, clear about that, not a political show. However, I cannot sit here, I could not come in here tonight and not caution us to pay attention to what's happening in the political realm. I'm going to leave it there. Pay attention. We all need to be present. We all need to be involved. A lot is happening. And we don't want to look up this time next year and ask ourselves, how did we get here? Okay? I'm going to talk more about that on my show in a couple of weeks. But for right now, tonight, we're going to get into some entertainment. The entertainment of it all. And tag teaming with me tonight is Chris Gunther. My um, guest contributor is Chris Gunther. Welcome, Mr. Gunther. How are
1: you? (laughs) Hey, what's going on? Pleasure to be hosting with you. Huge Shout out to Robin Ayers, who continues to do an amazing job. Always a pleasure to be with you guys. And I just want to say, since this is my first time on at 24, Happy New Year to everybody. Hope and pray that the year is going great and all that good stuff
0: amen well thank you for being here and happy new year to you too we appreciate your presence tonight for sure and robin sends her love indeed so chris tonight we're going to talk about the golden globes on sunday night the golden globes the 81st annual golden globes aired and um, I want to talk about how comedian Joe Coy did. I want to talk about did Fantasia and Danielle Brooks get snubbed, meaning also the color purple. Was there a theme or a trending style that you saw in men or in women? And are Hollywood's awards shows losing their appeal? So I want to talk about those things. And I also want to talk about... You know, just the black presence on the Golden Globes. We know only two black people walked out of there with Golden Globes. And what is that about, right? Um, We did a great job in the shows that we were in. How was that not recognized? So that's where we're going tonight. Please chime in. We welcome your comments either through calling in or in the YouTube chat. Love hearing what you think. So, uh, Chris, how did you, did you watch the Golden Globes?
1: I saw bits and pieces of it, Mm -hmm. um, but I'll go ahead and dive right into it. Um, I wasn't surprised that Fantasia and Daniel Brooks got snubbed because if you look at the history of the Golden Globes, we never really get recognized the way that we should compared to the others. Right, 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 right. it's, It's not a shock. It's just more so like, man, here we go. We recreate a historic movie for our culture that millions of people around the entire world have seen. And this version continues to even, you know, uh, this version, I believe, has been able to, you know, highlight some things that the previous one did not. Mm -hmm. And now you're showing it to a whole new generation. And to see how much hard work that they had to put into And for them to get snubbed, we have to really sit back and ask ourselves, are we surprised? Of course we're not surprised, because the Golden Globes has never truly appreciated the black art
0: form Mm. and you know you mentioned a moment ago about it being watched all over the world to put that in context exactly 9.4 million people around the globe watched it was up from 2023 some say that the increase in viewership was because of the nfl it was a rollover audience from the nfl doubleheader and others attribute the growth of the viewership to cbs actually hosting the Golden Globes. Personally, Chris, I was excited for Gail King because she loves people. She loves to see people win. And I just love seeing people happy. But she was like a kid in the candy store, loving on people, just talking to people about what they were wearing and, you know, just introducing herself to people that she had seen from a distance, but had never met. And so while there was not A lot of wins in terms of the award. I felt like Gail won, right? Um, I felt like some of the other people who she had an opportunity to talk to who were there for the first time being in the room. Do you think, Chris, that being in the room is a win for people who are invited for the first time or nominated for the first time even if they don't leave with the trophy?
1: I wish I could say yes. But when you look at the history of we as a people, it seems like they always want us to be excited to get the bare minimum. Mm. But let's just be honest. I don't see people asking Tom Cruise, hey, Tom, are you just happy to be in the room? Mm. I don't see them asking Julia Roberts that or anybody else. So to me, it's just kind of jacked up how we can work so hard. And the only thing they want to tell us is, well, just be excited. Don't get me wrong. It's a blessing to, you know, get an invite and things of that nature. But, you know, why are we so conditioned to just be thankful for the little bit mm. when all the hard work that we've done, like, let's just be let's be 100% real. The Color Purple opened up as the number one movie in the entire world. It did. And you mean to tell me that at number one, when you open up at the number one spot for a weekend, you mean to tell me not one of those people on there could have gotten it? could have gotten an award which realistically they should have gotten i find that very hard to believe right because surprised absolutely not
0: because to your point um fantasia was best performance by a female actor in a motion picture musical or comedy and then danielle brooks Uh, Best performance by a female actor in a supporting role. They both did a phenomenal job, especially Danielle Brooks. I believe she nailed Sophia and she took Sophia to a whole nother level. Even Oprah agreed with that. And it was sad to see that she did not go home with the trophy. I will say this, Chris there was another show. Um, that I felt, uh, a movie that I felt was snubbed as well. When we come forward, I'll talk about that movie. You're listening to KBLA Talk
1: 1580. Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on the Robert.
0: Indeed you are. And this is Michelle Duffy again. I am guest hosting for my colleague and my friend Robin Ayers. I keep telling her, I'm just keep, I'm just, keeping the seat warm until she returns on Monday good evening to those of you in the YouTube chat Houston Texas hello pretty brown Mimi hello thank you for joining us tonight again my contributor my guest contributor for the night for the night is Chris Gunther Chris thanks for being here we've been talking about the Golden Globes they had up 50% viewership talking about those that were snubbed in particular the color purple Fantasia Danielle Brooks talking about Joe Coy comedian Joe Coy he did not do well Chris many people said that his jokes were flat that he was boring he to his defense he said he was not told about or invited to be a part until 10 days before the Golden Globes and he said I got the gig 10 days ago and y'all want a perfect monologue just shut up Um, not sure about how that went over, but what did you think about him? Or did you get to see him when you were popping in and out?
1: So I think, you know, from somebody who has hosted some things in the past, there have been several instances where they'll call on you last minute. And you're going to try to maybe put like a quick little set together to greet the crowd. And you got to know your audience and maybe that audience just wasn't tailor fit for him as a host. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be very challenging. You know, you you think you'll get a quick reaction and the crowd is just sitting there kind of silently or making those small little laughs like haha, let's hurry up and move on. So I think it just really depends, but for that kind of setting, you got to get somebody that can just bring it at all times. You got to get somebody like a Chris Rock or like a Cedric Uh, you know, somebody on that type of caliber.
0: Yeah. And you know, to your point, you, you lift these comedians names. Um, People have gotten paid as low as 15000 as high as 500000 which is what comedian Gerald Carmichael was paid last year to host the Golden Globes. But he was said to have been too controversial, right? People had issues with some of the things that he said and felt like he went too far and he crossed some lines because he was more political than he was funny, many instances. But um, this was definitely different. This Joe Coy was definitely different. So um, there you have that. I did not forget that before the break, I said I wanted to mention the other film that I thought was snubbed. And that film is American fiction. Chris, have you had an opportunity to see that?
1: I have not seen it, but I have read the reviews. Mm -hmm. So I, I would like to preface my comments by saying that before I go further.
0: Yes, I will say this. I saw it. It was amazing. I want to see it again. It was really, really a great film. And um, Jeffrey Wright was up for best actor in a motion picture. He's the lead actor. He did not get he was, of course, nominated, did not get the win. I was disappointed by that because it's a really, really powerful film, powerful film. So in terms of what you read, what what, what did you hear? What came
1: out for you? I read that it was very powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me that's something that I was looking forward to the most is because we all know that every film is not judged the same. Mm-hmm. Every film doesn't get the same amount of credit, neither does it get the same amount of exposure as it should. So the fact that they have said that it was powerful, I said okay. So I, I still have yet to like see it. Then when I see it, that's when I'll be able to actually give the kind of, you know, comments that I can. But just because I can only go based off of what I've been told, I have to use that for now.
0: Mm, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to pivot a little bit and just talk to talk about some of the comments in the chat. Um, Jamal Hakeem was saying that uh, Joe Coy was boring. They said that Chappelle should have been asked to host the show. Um, interesting. I think we
1: all would have loved to see Dave Chappelle host it. Mm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he would have probably killed it. I heard his Netflix special is really good. I haven't seen it yet. Um but I heard I can it...
1: ap- Go ahead. I saw it. I can assure you that Netflix special is incredible. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Really? Okay, so can you tell me what makes it you know, the most incredible and what was what makes it different than maybe any other one he's done?
1: What makes it different is because Dave was able to in a sense give you a backstory of why he's doing what he's doing at that particular venue. Mm -hmm. Because uh, what happened was when he first got started out in comedy and he first showed his, you know, journey, that was actually the very first place that he filmed his first special, which was Killing Me Softly. Mm -hmm. So years later, here he is as, you know, arguably the greatest comic of his time. And he comes back and films a special there at the same place. That what makes it remarkable. And then the content of the jokes, the context of the jokes, how he's able to tell his stories and how he's able to make you think and how he's able to just be himself. Mm. One of the things I respect so much about Dave Chappelle is he's let it be known, you can't cancel me because I am not somebody that can be canceled. And on top of that, you also got to think, this is the same guy who walked away at arguably at that time, the height of his career, because he stood on morals and integrity. Right, right. So if he stands on that, there is nothing that will really deter him from continuing to be him, along with the fact that when you know Chappelle and you know his character, you know he's not trying to come across as a guy that's trying to do harm to anyone. This is a comic. He tells jokes for a living. Mm -hmm. But Dave isn't going out there to intentionally attack anybody. Mm -hmm. But we also have... And the thing is, because I've been blessed to interview a lot of comedians, A lot of them have to, you know, tell the jokes that they want to tell, even in this cancel culture, even in this cancel culture society. Mm -hmm. And I believe also what it comes down to is if you can't take a joke, you should never come to a comedy show. Mm -hmm. That's just just what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like comedians are not there to protect your feelings. They're here to make you laugh.
0: That's a good concept. That's a good way to think about it. Houston, Texas completely agrees with you in the chat. He said, I saw Chappelle's special and it was absolutely fantastic. You all are going to make me have to go and watch it this week or this weekend for sure. That is, that, that I, I got to do that. Got to do that. All right. So let's pivot back to the Golden Globes. Let's talk about the two black women who did win, Chris. Um, Absolutely. Divine Joy Randolph took home the award for best performance of a female supporting actor motion picture for her work in The Holdovers. Her role as Mary, a cook and grieving mother at a fictional academy in Boston. She said the role changed her life. She said that winning on Sunday made her feel seen in ways she had never felt. I was not particularly familiar with her. Did not know a lot about her, but they also said in terms of best dressed that she killed it, that she gave a masterclass in matching your makeup (laughs) to your dress. Right. And it was said that from the moment Divine Joy Randall arrived on the red carpet, she won and her award was best coordinating beautiful look before she took home the trophy. What are your thoughts?
1: I do not disagree with anything you just said. Okay. I just love to see our people win, but it's something about when the black women win mm-hmm. because Malcolm X once said that the most and I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase. Sure, it. I believe Malcolm X has said you know the most disrespected person is the black woman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when you see them win, it just does something to you. And then just think about it, you know, look what she won. Look what she won for. And I'm grateful and I'm happy that she was able to win something of that magnitude and actually look amazing as she was winning it. So anytime we see people like that win and get their flowers, I'm always rooting for them. I just hope that, you know, one day the Golden Globes and Academy Awards would realize that, you know, blacks are the ones who built this country. And, you know, we are the ones who continue to make Hollywood what it is. So therefore, you know, you, you kind of should give us our just due. Just and putting you it know, out there. To your point,
0: let me also just say this. I could not agree with you more. I have always been concerned about what we win for, right? Um, when you think about Denzel winning for training day, right? You think about Halle Berry and what she won an Oscar for. And it seems like the lower we stoop the better they award us and i actors will say that the mm-hmm. award is because These people have stepped so far outside of themselves to step into a role and to embody somebody that they're not. So actors will tell you that this is why they win these type of awards. But it is not lost on me that it seems like we continue to win awards when we go to the lowest. I mean, look at Monique and Precious. Right. She she was Mm -hmm. just. As horrible as they come as a mother. And they thought that was something to give her an Oscar for. Right? So, there's mm-hmm. something to be said about that. What are your th- Oh, Andy is coming to the mic. Yes, Andy.
1: Shout out to Cat Williams.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh, that was
1: perfect timing, wasn't it?
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: That, that was perfect timing. Yeah. And to uh, answer your question directly, uh, that is something that I have thought about because they definitely always want to make us lower than what we are think about it you know back in the day actors who were black couldn't even appear on camera right and if they did they have to uh, they had to appear in the role of a servant Mm -hmm. you know they had to be the the maid or you know there was a stigma where if black men wanted to appear on camera they had to be put in dresses so it goes to show you that sometimes as blacks they want to make us out to be the lowest of the lows, and then they want to give us our flowers. However, look at all of the great things that Halle Berry has done and Denzel has done for sure since then. Because yep. now, like, yeah, you'll hear them as Academy Award winner Denzel Washington or Academy Award winner Halle Berry. But look at everything that they've done after that. Yep. Yes, they had to take on a pretty controversial role for them, but it counterpoited them into another level that realistically they probably would not have gotten to had they not have done that.
0: Mm. And I will say this: uh, Cicely Tyson and Sidney Poitier were uh, go on record as having said. There were certain roles they absolutely would not take. Roles that they could not feel good about, roles that did not make them feel proud to be black in. They just would not take. And they also had amazing careers. So they stood on their morals, they stood on the belief um, of their greatness, and it paid off for them. Because they are, of course, they both are no longer with us, but they definitely ended up being most recognized and notable. Um, successful actors as well when we come forward we're going to talk about the other young lady who went home with awards she was a first nominee and it was her first time in the room and her closing ending comments of her speech were very funny this is kbla talk 1580 mm-hmm. What's going on y'all it's your boy little real how are right now you're
1: listening to kbla talk 1580 that's right the Rye Report.
0: i am michelle duffy welcome back to the rob report happy tuesday to all of you thank you all for being here we appreciate you so much i'm also grateful for my partner for tonight guest contributor chris gunther we are talking about the golden globes and we ended up uh before the break we were talking about the winners it was two black women we're talking about black winners two black women who went home with awards divine joy randall the second one is io ah i cannot debris i'm not debris I'm not pronouncing, I'm not doing any justice <laughs> to her name. I'm very clear about it. Ayo, please forgive me because I am mispronouncing your name, but she earned her first award winning best performance by a female actor in a television series, musical, or comedy for her work in The Bear. I did not see The Bear just like I did not see The Holdover. Chris, are you familiar with The Bear or The Holdover?
1: Slightly, okay. but not as intense as somebody like as somebody else is.
0: Okay, got you, got you, got you. Before I move, I want to say, Leval and the chat said Harry Belafonte was also in that group with, um, Cindy Poitier and Cicely Tyson in terms of. Holding on to his integrity and holding on to his character and not playing parts that diminished or demeaned him. You are absolutely right, Lavelle. Um, I want to say this about um, Io. She said in her comment she was sorry very nervous Chris and she was just kind of ram- rambling and bef- at the end she said if I forgot to thank you I'm sorry unless you were mean or something and of course the room just erupted in laughter because that look do we really want to thank people who are not kind to us uh, so I, I took that um, as a, as a wonderful way to say to those people who were not kind to her I ain't thinking about y'all. No, I'm not going to give you some shouts out on the national stage. But I want uh, no, to pivot. No, I
1: wouldn't, that's for sure.
0: Right, Chris. But I want to pivot to this. Andy, thank you for this. I appreciate Andy so much. Andy brought up a really great point over the break, Chris. And he said one of the reasons why he appreciates our black award shows and why he thinks we need to put more emphasis on them is because, we get to focus on us and we're not waiting for people to give us hands out or to recognize and affirm our talents and our gifts. So when you think about the BET Awards, Byron Allen's, the Griot Awards, the Black Real Awards, Black Girls Rock Show, right? These are award shows that really do justice to how amazing and powerful we are what are your thoughts about that chris about us putting more emphasis on black award shows than we do on the oscars or the golden
1: globes i think the fact that we can come together for our own is amazing but i want to you know challenge us to actually treat each other right when we get there especially Mm -hmm. on the media side and this is what i mean Sometimes these black-owned award shows and the black-owned companies, they mistreat black-owned media, and it's ridiculous. You know, I've been at several award shows that were supposed to be black-owned, but they mistreated us. Now, talk to me about what
0: that looks like when you say they mistreated you. How? How so? So
1: so this is what it looks like. It looks like this. You show up to the red carpet, and it's unprofessional. Mm. Those people who are supposed to make sure that everything runs smoothly – are full of something that I will not say on radio airwaves because I love Robin and I don't want to get her canceled. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's just say some of the people aren't who they think that they are or Mm. they are not who they are supposed to be. And fast forward, it's a lot of chaos on the red carpets and things aren't done the way that they should be done. But we preach, you know, Hey, let's do things for black media or let's make sure that it's ran properly and a lot of times when we go to these other award shows like the Golden Globes, it's ran smooth and the transitions are perfect. So if we can put that same energy into our own, we would not need the Golden Globes and people of that nature. But it's just a matter of making sure that we take care of our own.
0: Now, what will it take, Chris, in your opinion, for us to get there? To it's have shows take, that run more, with more excellence.
1: It's going to take people that get rid of the I and they get the mindset of the we you know it's bigger than one person this is supposed to be a collective thing if we can come together you know not saying you gotta be best friends with people we know that's impossible because everybody in life is not gonna like you however if we know how to put that aside and come together to collaborate to make something greater for not only us but for the next generation coming up Mm -hmm. we really wouldn't need anybody else Mm -hmm. so to answer your question directly it's gonna take people that are going to get rid of the i mindset and put on the we mindset and actually do the work not just talk about it not just post about it on social media actually roll your sleeves up and do what you got to do to see the next generation succeed mm,
0: that's very very interesting and i i appreciate your perspective and comment on that. and you know i am often talking about to people we talk a lot about how other people don't treat us right but i don't think we talk enough about how we don't treat each other right and it's not to bash us at all but it is to say we can't blame everything on everybody we have to love each other and give each other the utmost respect as well and so your point is definitely um well taken in that regard for sure
1: appreciate it and actually i'm gonna shout her out really quick uh, because i believe Robin had talked about it i think she had uh she was on a red carpet for cheaper by the dozen i want to say it was maybe a couple years ago mm-hmm. and gabrielle union was there mm-hmm. and gabrielle union made sure to talk to every black media outlet that was there mm-hmm. so if we can have more people do things like that we will be much better off especially in this media space Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. wonderful absolutely i will say this also I think that when it comes to black media, those of us who are, I won't say lowest on the totem pole, but not as well known, don't always get the love that we should, right? And so how does somebody grow and elevate to another level? You recognize them even at the level that they are, right? And then people can up their game and elevate. But if we don't give people an opportunity, how can they see their potential, So I agree with you. I definitely agree with you on that. And I know even for me, I'm always for just my show on the backstory. You know, I take my chances. I'm rolling dice, Chris. I will reach out to anybody that I want to talk to. Without any regard for how famous people think I am or am not and and whatever, you know, my name and numbers and ratings are, I just feel like if they feel my heart and my invitation, then they'll accept it. And I have actually had some amazing guests on the show. So there's something to be Mm -hmm. said about rolling the dice on yourself and believing in yourself and putting yourself in a position where you can get the access to the opportunity that you want.
1: I agree. I'm the same way. I've put all the chips to the table. I say, you know what? I'm a bet on me. I'm going to keep the faith and I'm just going to work hard. Mm-hmm. And I'll go ahead and share this. I was able to talk to DL Hughley last night mm-hmm. and it was one of the best interviews that I've ever done. And I'm grateful for that. Now, I know I'm not on the level of like the breakfast club yet or somebody of that caliber, but i just believe that if I just keep working hard and You know, if I continue to elevate, it's going to work. All I'll say is this. Robin Ayers is not calling everybody to be a contributor on her show. Yes. So I must be doing something That's right. right. That's right. How about say. that? Exactly
0: because she is she is a classy sister. <laughs> She's very particular about who she has on her show with her and you're absolutely right. That's why even when I was asked to guest host, I felt absolutely honored because I knew who I was sitting in for and she is a class act and and you're absolutely right. I could not could not agree with you more. I want to also say this we talk about class acts as it relates to the Golden Globes and Best Dressed and all of that, I really, really, really loved Issa Rae's look. She looked absolutely, absolutely stunning. She had on a gold or orangish color. They said it was a Pamela Roland gown. I mean, she looks at she looks absolutely stunning. Did you get a chance to see her?
1: I sure did. And and the words Issa Rae, I'm rooting for everybody
0: yes yes right 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 and then and then can we please talk about our girl shirley ralph like who just in 2023 just killed it right she just she was just reimagined remade all of that but um shirley ralph was also gorgeous in her black and yellow gown um it it just it it had puffy sleeves and a, a yellow bow mm-hmm. when you turned around and it was had a train to it. I just thought she looked absolutely stunning.
1: You ever realize that Shirley Ralph does not age? Yes, yes. Like, seriously, black does yes, not crack. Yeah, Shirley yeah. Ralph is at the top of that list as people that just has looked the same ever since they came into the industry. Her. Angela Bassett, mm. Halle Holly Berry, mm-hmm. like people of that cal- like women of that caliber, man. This is why I encourage men, man, marry a black woman because I'm telling you, when they 50, <laughs> they're going to look 30. <laughs>
0: and you know, okay, so to your point, somebody else who is aging grace- gracefully who looked amazing Sunday is Oprah Winfrey. Um, She had on a beautiful purple Louis Vuitton dress, matching shoes. But she will be 70 in a couple of weeks. And Oprah looks amazing. She said that she got a double knee replacement. And in getting that double knee replacement, she got new life. She's been taking hikes, like these five-mile hikes. And she's been dropping weight. And she just looks so healthy and happy and good.
1: Well, I hope she would. I mean, this is Oprah Winfrey we're talking about here, the lady that's letting be known that she is who she is, and she is one of the most iconic figures. But, I mean, hey, to be 70 with two fresh knees now, I (laughs) hope you're doing something with them, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: right, right, right. But, see, remember, she struggled with her weight, right? And and weight makes you look older, right? So in losing that weight and finally finding a very natural way to be healthy and be at a healthy weight – that's where I'm saying she really looks good. She's never looked horrible, but she looks so much younger to me than she ever has, mm-hmm. actually. She just she just looks healthier. And so um, hats off to Oprah for just looking amazing as well. When we come forward, we're going to continue with our conversation tonight about the Golden Globes. I am honored and grateful to have my guest, Mr. Chris Gunther, as our guest contributor tonight. You're listening to KBLA Talk
1: 1580. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Eric Bellinger, hanging out right here with my family at The Rob Report. Keep it locked.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, you are. On this Tuesday night, you are inside The Rye Report. We give a shout-out to our girl, Robin Ayers. Love you, sis. Looking forward to you coming back soon. In the chat, whole lot of conversation going on. Um... Jamal says Oprah got to watch out for the ratchet one she pulls under her wing. Not sure what that means Jamal. Um, I know she tries to mentor and help those coming up. She loves being a role model from her own words. Uh, Pretty Brown Mimi says, Issa Rae, Shirley, Ralph looks simply gorgeous. I love being a black, beautiful woman. Pretty Brown Mimi, I do too. Oh, my God. I absolutely do love being. I love <laughs> black women as
1: well. Want to put that out there.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I just love being black. I just love the fact that we have endured. We have hung in there. We have not let anything that other folk have tried to do to us kill our spirits we may get discouraged you know we may get angry but we bounce back chris every single time we bounce back every and someone time. said the other day i don't care what industry you what what you put us in what line of work sports film whatever Dr. Lawyer, wherever you put us, we excel and we knock it out the park because we really are all that. And I really hope that we hang on to that and we understand that whether somebody's putting an award in our hand or calling our name. I really hope that we will embrace the beauty of our blackness and really just flow in that and flaunt that as often as we get an opportunity to. That's my hope. Chris. I
1: couldn't have said it better myself.
0: Yeah. 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 That's that's my goal. So, Chris, when you think about as a black man, when you think about flaunting the brilliance of who you are, what would you like to see black men in the industry do different or better?
1: I would love to see us keep the level of integrity Mm. that we all should have Mm -hmm. and not, you know, try to become something you're not just to get a quick dollar. Mm. You know, say what you want to say about the Cat Williams interview he did with Shannon Sharp. But there was a lot of stuff that Cat Williams talked about that he was not lying about. Mm. And, you know, I just believe that all of us, especially as black men in this entertainment business and in the industry, if we all learn how to just walk with our heads up and be actually good people publicly and privately, but more so privately then I think things for us will get a whole lot better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Definitely, I'm I'm so with the comment, um, being better people publicly and privately. One of the things I teach, I used to have a girls' school in Baltimore, and one of the things I used to teach my girls was there has to be a synchronicity between who you are, As you said, publicly and privately, you don't wanna be the person that's one way when nobody's looking and another way when everybody is looking. If you just focus on being an amazing human being You ain't got to get ready. You ain't got to protect yourself. You don't have to be in a situation where you're saying, oh, that's not really who I am. Because at the end of the day, whoever you are, it is going to rise to the surface in any given situation. Now, do we lose our temper? Do we mess up sometimes? Yes. But emotional intelligence tells us as we evolve and grow and become. You know, the best versions of ourselves that even when somebody tries to knock off, knock us off our square, that we get to hold on to ourselves because we don't want to be an embarrassment. And because we do the work, right, we do the work of being an amazing human being. Speaking of which, how would you say what do you say needs to happen? How do we do that, Chris? How do we keep the integrity how do we keep the integrity as our star rise? You know, Robin says that all the time about someone's star rising. How do we keep the integrity while our star rises?
1: Remember that when a balloon gets elevated and it's going up and up, the only thing that can take that balloon down is if somebody puts a pin in it and it pops. So what I'm trying to say is remember the same people that can elevate you up can be the same folks that can take you right back down mm. so you know always remember that it you know this too shall pass every good thing has an expiration date and every bad thing has an expiration date too mm. it's like you just got to learn how to weather the storm enjoy the journey be yourself but you know don't become somebody who you just be like man every time you see him the energy changes for the worse you know for example a guy who i think did a great job of that his entire career was will smith Mm -hmm. now when people hear his name now yeah they want to associate it with the oscar slap however look what this man was able to accomplish for over 30 plus years up until that moment Mm -hmm. and it goes to show you notice how granted even though it was self-inflicting look at how everybody jumped on will smith as soon as he did that yeah so it goes to show you the same people that is applying you in one second, it can be the same people that, you know, be like stoning them in the next. So I would just say the best way to handle that is to keep your heart right and keep who you are right, too. Because, you know, you can look at yourself in the mirror. You, you can't hide. You can't hide from yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to your point... um What's his name? Dave Chappelle. I have not seen his special, but what I heard that he said is he had not commented on that Oscar slap because he knows what it feels like to be Will Smith and he knows what it feels like to be Chris Rockin' to the the will smith part was he knows what it feels like to have to be the good guy to keep you quiet keep quiet and to keep turning the other cheek and not being the person that responds but at a certain point you do get tired and you get to a point where you can't take it anymore so he we're all um, human mm -hmm, right 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 we definitely are all human but having said that it is important that we speak up for ourselves, you know, that we say what we need to say, that we check people when we need to check people, and we do it in a way that's diplomatic and leaves people with their dignity, but also leaves us with our integrity.
1: Yeah, and it goes to, I think what it also does is you have to always have those boundaries. You know, don't let people think they can just say whatever they want and get away with it. But, you know, you also don't have to respond to everything either
0: and you know this is how
1: like this is what i personally believe if you respond to clowns you become a part of the circus
0: wow i love it what a way to end chris thank you so much for your time with me tonight i appreciate you my friend
1: uh thank you for having me huge shout out to you and kbla talk 1580 huge shout out to robin ayers peace and love everybody
0: absolutely listen y'all takeaways from tonight's show Work hard, use your gifts, create your own lane, and in your time, your big moment will come. Two, black don't crack. Shout out to being beautiful, black, and brilliant. Three, let's make celebrating, applauding, and lifting each other up the norm so we aren't so hungry for other people to do it. Up next is The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams. Until tomorrow, stay grateful, stay kind, stay safe. And stay inspired.